0: What's up? Welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk. I'm your host, J.D. Johnstone. Alongside me always is the side-slinging reverend himself, Austin Matzoff. What's going on, Aust? What's going J.D.? And we got uh, back-to-back episodes we got with the Houdini himself, Dean Kanganis. Uh What's poppin', boys? Thanks for having me back on the show, J.D. Yeah, we're at episode 12, the Roberto Alomar edition. One, two. It's come a long way. Little by little. We'll get
1: to 20 Things soon. Back by popular demand.
0: Yeah, Dean was a popular demand from last episode. We need more of Dean. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, How'd the feedback go? You know? do, they, do they love me or do they like me? I want to be loved.
0: It, it was definitely more of a love.
1: Yeah.
2: Love it. Yeah.
0: Uh, are you, do you guys watch college? College ball? Yep, I do. College World Series is starting Monday. The final... Uh, we're all done. We're at the finals now. Are Vanderbilt and Michigan? You were expecting that? I wasn't.
1: I was expecting Vandy. I think everyone else was too, but I was not expecting Michigan.
2: Big Ten baseball is garbage. So I'm shocked. Michigan, it, we're even having this discussion. I'm I'm shocked. I, didn't they?
0: They spent. Who did they? Who did they kill?
2: Was it Texas Tech? Yeah. 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 It was the
0: other day. It was like fifteen to three, right? It was like insane. Yeah. Like nobody was expecting that.
2: They hit like four or five bombs too.
0: Mm-hmm. And Texas Tech yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, loaded with talent. But game one starts on Monday. Um, just very quickly, just I mean, it's baseball, so why not talk about it? Uh, who do you got for game one? I got Vandy. Uh, they're most likely going to throw Mason Hickman. He's been their ace basically all year, and he's he's just filth. He's eight and zero in nineteen appearances with a two point eight zero uh, ERA and a WHIP under one at point nine four. Uh, that says it right there. He's been locked down for him this whole this whole ride to Omaha, uh, the whole time. I, and they got a locked down bullpen. We're not even going to talk about their bats because five out of the nine hitters in their lineup are batting over three hundred. And you got uh, what's it, JJ Bleaday? That was just drafted by the Marlins, obviously. That big power hitter. I think he has twenty six home runs already. But in the bullpen, you have that locked down clo- uh, closer type piece of Tyler Brown. He's been there. He's been their go to guy all year with a two point three one ERA and thirty appearances. And they even have a. Uh, a familiar face, uh, Jake Eater. You both remember him, right? Yes. Yeah, shoving it uh, at Calvary Christian down in Fort Lauderdale. Played against him. Uh, yeah, he's in the bullpen now. Lefty, 2.7, uh, 2.97 ERA in 18 appearances. I mean... I just got them going in game one. I don't see Eater throwing in game one. I see it being more of a Hickman and Brown, and they're just going to go with uh, Mason until he's basically gassed out at over 100 pitches. Maybe throw Brown for two innings, and that's going to be about it. What do you guys think?
2: I got Vandy in game one. I got Vandy in game two. If there was a game three, I would take Vandy. If there was a game four, I would take Vandy.
1: (laughs) Just because you said that, Michigan's going to win. 100%.
2: Hundred percent. I mean, I, like you want, to, you want to talk about the Drake curse? No, like, I am completely cursing Vanderbilt here, but uh, Michigan's miracle run it will come to an end, and I think the games will be competitive. But I, I, I don't, I don't see this. I don't see this going three games. Yeah,
1: especially with Kumar Rocker as their second, uh, second arm. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a tough one to beat. Like they they just are so deep in their uh, staff and their lineup and their bench. They're just they're stacked. It's they're a hard team to beat for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean Vandy's obviously the expected winner here. But uh, the big news this past week, obviously, has been that MLB has given the Tampa Bay Rays permission to explore a split season, meaning half the season when they get uh, before the All-Star break, all their home games would be in the Tampa Bay area. And they said area, which means, hey, maybe they're getting a new stadium and finally leaving the Trop. And then the other half of the second half, their home games would be in Montreal. I am not a fan of this whatsoever. I think this is entirely stupid. They're trying to build a fan base in Tampa Bay. And then now they're basically saying, hey, we're going to leave you for half the season. What is that like? What does that even tell you? What do you guys think? I think this is so dumb.
2: Well, I mentioned it last week on the show and I said, I think I'm, I, I would have to go back and listen to it, but I'm pretty sure I said in 10 years, I didn't think it was going to be less than 10 days. Um, but needless to say, this isn't a surprise to me. If you go back to when, um, I think it was Hurricane Katrina, I think it was, um, they moved the... Uh, new Orleans, who was it? The the new, Was it? I don't remember who it was. I would have to go back and remember it. But I, I think it was they moved New Orleans to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City became a huge basketball town. And they decided to keep the team there. They that, Hence where Oklahoma City Thunder came in. And then they moved the team back to New Orleans. So they were able to keep both teams. I think you're going to see... Um, a replicated version of this where i think you know keep in mind i florida is a is a tampa is a, a hot destination for for canadians in general i think they have some advanced data on this and and find out that maybe a lot of people uh from montreal do have probably second homes in tampa and and are probably you know with that advanced data probably figuring out that if you can do this in both places, maybe you retain some of the fans. I think if you have a limited amount of home games in each one of these cities, keep in mind you're only getting 81 home games. So you got to probably eliminate half of that. So now you're looking at 40 home games in Tampa throughout the year. Um, is that going to increase ticket sales? I highly doubt it. You know, If anything, I, I feel like it's going to drop ticket sales. But I think this is a ploy of – Of how can we get a team to Montreal? And this might be a situation where they look at attendance and see, oh, well, Montreal's attendance is off the charts. Tampa's is going nowhere. So we're just going to move this team to Montreal. Um, I know they have the drop till when, JD? 2026? 27, I heard. It says they have a contract through 2027. 2027. So what are they going to bridge the gap for eight years and play in two cities? To be honest with you, I'm like, I'm like kind of on both sides. I think it's kind of cool, and I think it's kind of stupid. Um, but once again, I'm not surprised by this, because I don't think Tampa's going to be there in 10 years. I, I, I just the market's not going to hold it. Um, I, I'm more concerned with, what the hell are you going to call them? The Montreal Bay Rays? That, uh, that was my next question: the Tampa Bay
0: Rays of Montreal, the Montreal, Tampa, uh, the Montreal Rays of Tampa Bay.
2: Hey, hey, I mean- I, 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 I'm, I'm struggling to figure that out. <laughs> and and in Montreal, you know, I, I understand you had, you know, you've you've tried this before, you know. Let's not forget that the, the Expos were there; they they became the Nats. Um, so you've tried this before, but let's not get it twisted. Montreal is a hockey town, um, but but it is a sports town. So I, I think this is, I think this is the direction of. You are going to see the Tampa Bay Rays probably evolve into. Um, the Montreal, whatever you want to call them, they might even bring back the Expos and just Tampa will be gone in the in the in the next ten years, sticking by that
0: what do you got on this austin
2: i I'm not
1: a fan of it uh I think that like i I think that, like what Dean said, like they did try this before. I don't think baseball is uh like. It, it's not a big thing there like canada like it, like they are a hockey town like dean was saying and uh i'm i'm just not sure uh if there's enough of an upside of this for it to uh, be worth it but uh i mean you don't really know until you try but i'm i'm not really a fan and,
2: yeah and, and dude they're they're li- they're living by my motto in life which is try everything twice because the first time, like, the first time I, I tried sriracha, I didn't like it. The second time I tried sriracha, I loved it. So you're always going to try everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> Montreal didn't work the first time. Let's try it again. I, I, I like the motto, but I, I just don't see this working.
0: <laughs> all right, but, like, all right, this is my This is my things. One, I'm sick of hearing everybody say, saying that with the Tampa Bay Rays and obviously the Miami Marlins, they don't have a great fan attendance. Yes. I'm sick of hearing of everybody saying Florida's not a baseball state. Give me a break. This is where all of your talent comes from, from the MLB. I mean, I've heard this on many podcasts I listen to, on many shows I, I uh, watch on ESPN, MLB Network. I, I'm sick of hearing it. I mean, do you guys ever hear this? A base, baseball is huge in Florida. I just, think, I just think it's, unfortunately, they're put in the wrong parts of Florida. Miami Marlins' place is in uh, Little Havana. It's more of a soccer type of uh, culture there. And look, they're, David Beckham's building a soccer stadium there, and everybody's all pumped for it, and I'm sure they're going to sell out every game. Uh, Tampa Bay is not even in Tampa Bay. It's in St. Petersburg. And it's just, again, it's kind of in the middle of a like a little city but there's just like no baseball fans there. I just think if they put it somewhere, maybe in Orlando, I definitely think if the Miami Marlins went in West Palm beach or Jupiter, they would be, they would be selling out tickets almost every day. That is such a big baseball town kind of near Roger Dean and where the nationals and Astros place are ballpark of the Palm beaches. If they built their stadium where ballpark of the Palm beaches was, trust me, they would sell out a lot. I mean, do you guys hear this often?
2: I just, I, I, I agree with, I, it's tough because Miami Miami produces a lot of 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 high level baseball players. Um, the ta- oh yeah, Machado. The, I mean,
0: you could just go on and on with guys yeah. that are from down here.
2: I mean, I mean, even you can even throw like um, Rizzo and Hosmer in that conversation because the distance isn't that far. Um, but but I but, but it, it's more or less like the location of of to go to that field to go to that stadium. It sucks. It's, well, it's
0: just far, too, it's from where far. all the baseball players are.
2: I mean, go back to um, Stanton's return last year, uh, and, and this is, this is a, a real-life experience. I left my house, and I, and I live no traffic 40 minutes from that stadium. I left at 5.30 for a 7 o'clock start, and, and only because the Yankees were in town and it was Stanton's return, I got into the stadium at 8.45. I left at 5.30. Okay, so you know, I, I think I walked in in the bottom of the or top of the seventh inning. Um, it, it is a garbage location. However, you go on a Saturday, you're you're in and out, no problem. The the uh, the, the parking situation's garbage. Um, I, the field's gorgeous. I, I love the stadium. Yeah,
0: especially um, how they just redid it. I think it looks twenty times better with that hidey, without that hideous sculpture in center field. It looks amazing now.
2: The, the sculpture was a joke. Um, the sculpture was an absolute joke. But, but if you even go back to when they shared the stadium with the Dolphins, um, they were still bringing in more people. Now, now here's, my, here's my problem with sports, and it's always been my problem with sports. It's the same thing with Oakland and everything like that. They have a hard time selling tickets, and then all of a sudden they make the playoffs, and the place is sold out. And, and that's, the, that's the problem in sports. I feel like if, if your goal is to sell tickets, that the location of that field is garbage because for the price of the tickets, there is no reason why that, you know, that place isn't packed every night. But the majority of people who are willing to spend the money to go to these games do not live in that area. It's a low-income oh, no. low area. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being rude here, but that's just, yeah. the, the, that's the demographic of, of that area. And, and it's unfortunate. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place. I think they, I think they use the, the stadium well for other events, for PG events, for showcases, for all that type of stuff. But, but for a major league baseball team that is subpar at best, I'm being generous here. It's an awful location.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. JD, it took us two hours to get there and we left at four for
2: the Yankee game last year
0: yeah I mean it's, it's just in a bad part it should have been further up north like I said in that Jupiter area I think it would thrive up there I really do
1: mm-hmm. and like you're driving down the street to get to the stadium and you look one side and like you see the stadium and it's beautiful and it's got all the trees and everything's well kept and then you look to the other side of the road and like it's not a place you'd want to be in the middle of the night like it's one of those places that It just seems so out of place of where, like, location-wise where it is.
2: During that Yankee game, I had a cop. I asked the cop, where should I park? He goes, I don't know, park in someone's driveway. Like, that's the the advice I'm getting from from a police officer down there. Like, (laughs) like, the, the guy had no idea what was going on. That just, that literally proves the point of, it's in an awful location, and the people around it just have no clue what's going on.
0: Yeah. The best part is, is that I know exactly where he told you to park.
2: <laughs> me and Austin were driving down that road and we were like, why are there people selling their driveways for a parking spot? <laughs> they were like $20 <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and one third of those people are going to be like, give me your keys. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now let's look at other, let's look at other sports teams, right? The Dolphins have, you know, now granted completely different. There's eight home games. You know what I mean so it's hard to it's it's hard to to measure these two, but the dolphins sell out their home games the 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 Tampa Bay bucks sell out their home games um the Jacksonville Jaguars sell out their home games uh the the Florida panthers games are pretty much always packed
0: yeah, they have a great fan base down there
2: the, yeah. which which be, is beyond me and and just a, For the record, they have no idea anything about hockey. Going there and and watching a hockey game with those fans is atrocious. Most of of those fans should be taken out, hung by their toes, and beaten like a pinata because they know nothing. But No, I I totally agree
0: with that because I'm one of those fans. I go down and enjoy myself a hockey game. I couldn't name you one of the guys except for the guy Luongo, and I actually think he might have retired that was on the Panthers. I couldn't name you another guy. But it's a nice area. You're right next to the Sawgrass Mills Mall. You got that huge plaza, a whole bunch of nice restaurants. That's what I kind of envisioned with the Miami Marlins could have been, almost like a SunTrust Park. I don't know if any of you guys have gotten the chance, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's a nicer area. It's, a, it's not that much wealthy, but it's, 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 a pretty, it's a pretty nice area with a nice mall, nice restaurants. It's a, I, it's a better reason to want to go to a game
2: over there. Uh, not only to mention the parking situation is, is, is strategically thought out. You know, like I, I think I think the max capacity for parking spots at the Marlin Stadium is 10,000 for a stadium that fits 47. You know, what I mean, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so, but 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 even even moving forward, right, the Orlando Magic sell out their seats. The Heat sell out their seats. I mean, you go to a Heat game, it is absolutely packed. And I think that location is 10 times worse than than the Marlins. But guess what? They sell out their tickets. You know, even, even when they're garbage, they sell out their tickets. Um, the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, granted, they have a really good product. They're basically the Rangers of the South because they have seven, seven players that are rostered from the Rangers. But it's not the point. The point is, is, you know, that's a Stanley Cup contender. They sell out their seats. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a, there's not a sports franchise in Florida that doesn't sell out their home games other than the Miami Marlins.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a sports state. I'm, just, I'm sick of hearing all that stuff, how it's not a baseball state and stuff like that. Like, there's plenty of people I think that would go to the games, but it's just unfortunate, the way they strategically plan out their stuff. Um, but anyway, back to the Tampa Bay, Montreal uh, situation. To be honest, how do you guys think this would even work? Like we already said, we don't even know what they would be called, but how would this even work? Like you going as a player, as a manager, as a coach, whatever? How could you have a family in Tampa Bay and then all of a sudden be, sorry, honey and kids, I'm off to Montreal for the rest of the year. Like, I don't, I don't know how you would even gra- want to, like, how you could grab players like an A-Rod, like a Manny Machado, like a Bryce Harper to come to you when you're going to be gone for half of the season, maybe at your new home.
2: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, like, logistically speaking, I don't see this working. Um, and, and I think... I think it's only a matter of time. And I'm shocked the players union hasn't said anything about it, but you nailed it on the head. How are you supposed to recruit free agents, which which Tampa has never been able to do, but how are you able to, like, what's your selling point here? Like, I, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out is, like, you no longer have the selling point of, well, you can live in Tampa. You can live in St. Petersburg. You know, you got sunshine here. You know, your family's going to love it. The schools are legit. Like, you completely take that away. Um, so, I, 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 you know, but, but what is it? Like, are, are you playing the first half of the season in warm weather? And then is the stadium in Montreal going to be a dome? Like, is it not going to be if it's not going to be a dome? OK, well, then that field's not going to be ready to play until June or July, you know, in August. And then what are you going to do? Who, wh- which city gets the playoff berth if they make the playoffs? Which city gets it? Tampa, you know, Tampa, who's been who's been dying for a playoff berth. You know, they're not going to get it. Montreal is going to get it. It makes no sense. I like the idea but on paper, but when you start to like really talk it out and, and the and the questions build, it, it, it's it's just not logistically possible. And I feel bad for the fans. Yeah, we're about to get in that in a second. You have any thoughts on that, Austin?
1: Yeah, like I like you said it all, just like there's just not enough upside, in my opinion, for this to be something to look into enough. Exactly.
0: Like, I, as, a, as a player, I can only imagine Like, you can't be sitting there trying to sell this and sell this to a big time free agent and the player going, Wait, why would I personally, for the same amount of money and, mayb- and, and both contending teams, why would I want to have to move to two different countries in the middle of the year? to play for you guys when I can go play for the same type of contending team. I think they're going to lose a lot of big-time players in the future because of this if they do uh, approve of this and they work this out, I guess.
2: There's got to be some serious compensation for these players.
0: Yeah, it may have to even overpay.
2: I mean, you would have to. And I think I, I, even, if, even if it's not on the contract where, where it's – you know viewable for the public they, they have to be compensated one way shape or form for those.
0: yeah and we kind of got into it a little bit before but how does this affect your fan base in Tampa Bay you're already trying to bring in these guys you're already you you're, there's already a lack of a fan base for them they were complaining like we were talking about last podcast how they don't have the fan base for the all-star team Tommy Pham and, uh Austin Meadows was saying but you're literally pushing them out of like the equation. And you're gonna be, hey, we're gonna be leaving and we're gonna be going to Montreal. You're basically screwing them over. So why would they even support you in the first half? You might as well go to Montreal for the whole season, am I right?
2: I completely agree. I, I think that I like I said, I think this is the this is the plan to eventually get them to Montreal. But I, I don't I, I think you should just it's like it, it it's like um you know, you cut your, you cut your arm, right? You, you, got, you got a Band-Aid on there. Do I want to peel it off slowly or just rip it off? You rip the Band-Aid off. You know, you just completely rip it off. And what they're doing right now is, is, is a slow torture of a fan base, of the limited loyal fans that are there. And, and they're going to slowly peel it back rather than just rip the Band-Aid off and off they go. Yeah, for sure. Austin, awesome. you got anything? Yeah. Uh,
1: there isn't really much of an alternative, honestly. Like, like the only – I don't even know, dude. <laughs> this just – they're just killing these fans that they have. They don't have many, like you guys were saying, and uh, just trying to convince them to stay loyal while you split seasons is not going to work. Uh <laughs>
2: Think about this real quick, right? Let's 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 switch gears to another to another team, right? See, the Seattle Supersonics were moved, right? And since then, they I mean, think about I'm I'm I'm, you know that that team had Durant on it, you know, and Westbrook, and Westbrook, and Harden, and Ibaka, and Steven Adams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, like think about think about the talent that team had. Seattle was was dying to get back into it, and, and it's and it and it's it, it's it's evident what's going to happen, right? Like Tampa has has Snell. Where's Snell going to end up? Because I'm telling you, he's not going to go to Montreal um, unless well, he he's- just
0: signed five years. So if they plan on moving in the next what five and making split seasons, say two down two years uh down the road, he's going to have to unless he
2: yeah. gets traded. Don't be surprised for for uh, a trade request because some. It, it all depends on the person, you know. Me personally, I would never want to do it, but but Seattle's been dying for their team back. What do they do? They, they don't even get an NBA team, you know. They're bringing a hockey team there, okay? Which yes, the the loyal fans there because Seattle has a has a, a very loyal fan base. They always have, but you 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 rip the Band-Aid off. You move this team to to Oklahoma City, and they make the playoffs. What? for 13 of the next 15 years or whatever it was. And, 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 Oh, here's your, here's your consolation prize. Thanks for playing. We're giving you a hockey team now, which don't get me wrong with the new, with the new rules and everything. it's going to be a competitive hockey team. And they're going to sell out tickets. Why? Because the fans are dying for it. It's no different than Florida. The fans are dying for a competitive baseball team in baseball markets. Florida is a baseball market. J.D., you nailed it on the head. The, the positioning of these stadiums has single-handedly killed ticket sales.
0: Exactly. And the last point I would just want to make, when all this is said and done, just blow up the trap. It's, it's haunted. It's a bad stadium. I, I mean, we have the speakers on top where baseballs hit almost every night. Whoever plan the design for the stadium has a white top, which is the same color of a baseball. Uh, it's just horribly designed. I get, wasn't it, wasn't it the lightning's old stadium, the hockey team?
2: Um. Originally. I, I would, I, I mean, I would have to go back and look at that. I mean, that that's, you're going back a long time, but, but even the lightning, the lightning stadium is in a perfect place. It is like, it is, it is downtown Tampa, and it's just a beautiful place to walk around, and it sells out all the time. Now, how much of that is because they're really good? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure a percentage of it. But once again, you can go there, and ten years ago, they didn't know a damn thing about hockey. You go now. Well, now that now that that town has slowly bought into the fact that this team's really good, you got you got fans that are that are that are on board, and it's the same thing, like like the, the Rays have not had a competitive season in a long time. This year was the, was the best shot they had. And, and that gap is getting wider and wider each day. So I, I don't, I, I don't see the I don't see the mathematics behind it. They must have some, some money ball type of statistics or some data behind it. But this is, this is short lived. This team will not be there.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Basically, we're done with that, but uh, uh, next thing, Frankie Montanez of the Oakland Athletics has been given an 80-game PED suspension. Has anybody even heard of this guy? I haven't even heard of him until I saw this on the...
2: You know why you didn't hear about him? Why? First of all, I'm really pissed about that last, that last segment. I'm just really pissed about it. My juices are flowing. I, I, I feel like it's 80 degrees in my house. It is 79 degrees because my AC is broken, but it feels hotter. The reason why you don't hear about the reason why you don't hear about this freaking guy is because he sucks. He sucks. the The guy the guy went five and four last year in Oakland with a 3.88 ERA. The year before that, when he was 24, which many people say should be your prime, went one and one with a 7.03 ERA. And the guy threw 97 innings. In those two years total, through half the season this year, he's thrown 90 innings with a 2-7 ERA in his 9-2. Bro, if you're going to cheat, right, like in school, if you're going to cheat on someone, like off someone for a test, get one or two answers wrong. You know, make it look like you didn't cheat. This dude went all in on the cheat and and, <laughs> and comes out of nowhere as a stud. Obviously, you're going to get caught. That yeah, 9-2 a-
0: nine, nine and two with a 2.7 ERA and 90 innings will do it for you, I guess.
2: 97 strikeouts. The guy had – dude, uh, the, the guy had 97 strikeouts uh, or 99 strikeouts in his entire MLB career. This year he has 97 halfway through the year. Like, bro, hide it a little more. <laughs> what an yeah, idiot.
0: But my next question is – Why do players, like this goes for all sports too, not just MLB, why do they even try it if they know they're going to get tested and they will be caught? All it's going to do is ruin their career, ruin their name, ruin their Hall of Fame chance if they even had a case for it. Just ruin everything that's about them, basically. Obviously, the biggest story, the latest one, is obviously Robinson Cano. I mean, this guy was nowhere close to being a Hall of Famer, but Robinson Cano had some considerations. And you see just this guy, Frankie Montanez, he, he does it. I, like, why do you still do it if you know you're going to get caught? It doesn't make sense to me. It's not worth it.
2: I think if you tell people, if you tell people, hey, this, you know, you're going to, you know, it's so hard because you got to remember where they came from. You know, they, they, probably, they probably came from nowhere. So, it's, hey, do this, and you're going to make $10 million, you know? Regardless if you get caught, you're going to serve an 80-game suspension. Like, 80 games, someone's going to re-sign him based on his numbers alone. Um, I don't think they really care.
0: Yeah. Austin. And it brings
1: me back to, like, do you remember when D Gordon got suspended?
0: Yeah, that was a, pre- that was a pretty big suspension, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but that was right after he signed a huge new contract. Like he cheated, he got his money and then he got suspended. It's like it like that's like that was like he knew he was going to get caught at some point because everyone does and he just was basically hoping that it was not until after he got paid and it worked.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't even been the same since. I mean, I mean, not only does it hurt your name, it definitely hurts your teammates, wouldn't you say? Like, just like knowing that in your clubhouse, you're just like, "Come on, man!" Like, this was a guy they were relying on the whole year. Yeah, you could say this was your ace. I don't think Sean Mania is having the season that he potentially he potentially could that everybody's expecting. I don't think he's having that this year. He may. I haven't really kept up with him, but. I just think it's even a big blow for the clubhouse just as, like, a guy in the locker room.
2: I, I just I – str- I struggle to think about it because, like, I would never do it, but it doesn't surprise me that guys do it. You know what I mean? Like, Can- Cano would have been – Cano would have 110% been a Hall of Famer if he never left New York.
0: Oh, yeah. That was the biggest mistake of his life, I think.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: I think he regrets it to this day, even with the amount of years. The contract would have been over by now, right? It was seven years.
2: Yeah, I mean, but but imagine, and we said it when he signed there, he's going to be a no one.
0: Yeah, everything went down for him. I mean, his autographs went down. His autographs used to be like 500 bucks for a ball. It's not that anymore. His game, his jersey game used was like $15,000. It's not that anymore. His bats were like four grand. You can find his bat now for like 500 bucks. Everything went down.
2: Yeah, it, it, money grab, dude. Money grab. And, and, and life comes full circle. And where does he end up again? Uh, the poor man's Yankees.
1: <laughs> yep. That's the Mets for you. He's not playing well.
0: Oh, yeah. He hasn't been anywhere near the same as he was last year. Last year, he had a great season. Didn't he bet like 288 or something like that? you guys looking at it right now?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up Cano's stats. But, but, the, but the, funny thing, the funny thing about Cano is that no one in, no one in the Yankee fan base cares because Gliber's better anyway.
0: Yeah, I do think he has a way better future than him. He's better. He's better right now than Cano
2: was at his age for sure. 100%. And, and 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 talk about a genius. Like Cashman trades Chapman for Gliber and then <laughs> Chapman. Like, like, can we give him a Nobel Peace Prize for that?
0: Oh, we talk, we talk about it all the time, me and Austin. I yeah. mean, it, it's unbelievable. I think in, in cash we trust.
2: It's unbelievable. Like, you want to talk about, like, best GMs in the history of sports. Like, he's got to be up there. He's made some stupid moves, obviously, in the last 20 years. But the last five years has, has been a next level um, type of ordeal. I mean... I think about the year they had Andrew Miller, Chapman, you know, you were able to acquire Britain for almost nothing. You you, you get Lemayhew for cheap and, and, and he's an absolute stud. You traded for Gliber, and, and you re-signed the guy you traded for him. Um, I, I mean, it, the, the, think about the draft picks. We always talked about the homegrown kids with Jeter, Mariano, Posada, uh, Pettit, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at your homegrown team of of Judge, Gary, Gliber, um, even Miggy, even though he's out. Yeah, Miggy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm half tempted to put Voight in there too because he didn't really get an opportunity with any anybody else. You know, I'm half tempted to put D in there because this is a guy that that was replacing Jeter. You know, and 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 has and I'll, and I hate to say this, but has kind of made Jeter an afterthought because of, and maybe that's the help of Judge, but Judge is probably going to be a bigger Yankee than Jeter ever was. Oh,
0: don't hate to say that. I completely agree with the both statements, the Judge one and the Didi. I mean, Didi, nobody even knew who Didi Gregorius was when he was on the Diamondbacks and the Reds. Nobody knew who he was. I remember when we traded for him, everybody was like, who's this guy? I mean, and he just came in there and was just, Dropping tanks into the short right field in the short porch. And just look what he's done now. He's going to be a free agent, obviously, after this year. But I do think that he'll sign with the Yankees. I don't even think he'll give the free agent – I don't even think he'll give the market a chance. I just think he's going to sign right away.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because I don't see Andujar staying there. And then I see Torres staying at second and Didi staying there. Mm -hmm. And LeMahieu and Urshela is going to stay. I see Meggie gone.
1: Yeah, I was looking at this thing earlier, and I was like, "You have to imagine the kind of blackmail that Cashman has on everyone when you get uh, Edwin and Carnacion and Cash for a prospect who's literally 155 pounds." I thought it <laughs> was just hilarious. <laughs> like you get the AL home run leader, just just cause. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: don't, don't.
0: Yeah, everybody, every any diehard Yankee fan. Nobody knows who Juan then is until he came up in this trade.
1: Mm-hmm. He's supposedly,
0: like, this prospect that's going to be, like, their 15th and 14th for the Mariners, and he was a prospect for the Yankees. Nobody knew who he was.
1: <laughs> and you're trading, like, and you get him for uh Encarnacion, like, <laughs> who's already doing really well as a Yankee, and just another huge bat in the lineup, another, like, Wait, what else could you ask for?
2: Not only to mention, Justice Sheffield sent down to Double A.
0: On the Mariners, he was up in the Bigs for a while, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he's two and six. He went two and six in Triple A with a six point eight seven ERA. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and and you pulled Paxton for him, and that's why prospects are. You know, that's all they are their prospects until they can prove themselves. But, you know, he, he, was, he, was the next, he was the next Randy Johnson, everyone was convinced. And Cashman trades him for Paxton. Paxton's eating up more innings than, than Sheffield probably ever will in his major league career.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, can we officially say right now that the Los Angeles Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they, they won again last night on a walk-off home run for the second night in a row. I mean, this team's winning. They're obviously the first team to 50 wins. They might have 52 wins right now. I'm not – correct me if I'm wrong. I, don't, I think they have 52 wins. But, uh, I mean, it's been outstanding, wouldn't you say?
2: They're 53-25. and 25. Here's, here's the surprise of the league. Minnesota's got 50 wins. Blows my mind.
0: Yeah, nobody saw this coming. No.
2: No, and, and then you got then you got the Yanks at 49, um, Houston at 48, but the the Yanks just made Houston look look really human. Um, we'll see if they can close that out, but I, I just I, I they're, they're the best they're the best team in baseball. I think they're the most I, I'm willing to say they're the, the they're the most fun team to watch in baseball. It's just a bunch of young guys that that go out there and and, and I saw this the other day. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bellinger swings a 36-inch bat um, because when he swings that thing, I swear to God, he looks like he's swinging my left leg. <laughs> and he hits balls so far. And, and he might have an uglier batting stance than Craig Council did. But my God. My God. Him and Jock Peterson are, are, are just... Him, Jock... And and that's the sad thing is I thought they were going to get rid of Jock, um, but instead they shipped they they shipped Puig out, which turns to not affect them at all.
0: Yeah, Puig's not having the greatest season for himself right now with the Reds.
2: Would you? How would you like? How would you perform? Hey, um, you go from the the World Series um, to now you're playing or you're living in LA, and now you're in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Hey, the Reds have surprised a lot of people. I didn't even think they would be they're like what? T- they're two games out from five play- being a 500 ball club. Nobody was expecting that. I no, will say the agree. the the worst the worst uh, surprise for the Reds fans was Matt Kemp was horrible for them and he obviously was released like a, a like a couple months ago. It was in the Matt beginning Kemp of the season. The
1: only play in LA. He can't anywhere else.
0: I've never heard that before, but that's kind of true. <laughs> Yeah, but Rich Hill, he's on the DL again with like, what is it, a forearm flexor strain? Ten days. Yeah, left forearm flexor strain. His throwing arm. Uh, this guy hasn't. This guy hasn't. I don't think been that worth that contract yet for him. He's been hurt the whole time.
2: Who cares, dude? They're thirty three and nine at home. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, they're they're on pace to go like. 65 and 16 at home.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, yeah, game four of a uh, new series. We're talking about the Yankees and Astro game. Uh, game four is tonight. Uh, Justin Verlander. I don't know who's pitching for the Yankees. Is it an opener? Uh, Tanaka Tanaka pitched last night.
2: Uh, it's uh, Verlander and Hap, and the game starts at
0: two. Yeah, you got the Old Timers Day going on actually right now as we're talking.
2: Oh, love Old Timers Day. I've actually been to a few. It's actually kind of cool.
0: Oh, I want to go. I, wa- I want to see video of uh, Mariano. I want to see how high he's hitting if there's a gun. There's you one think... on
1: uh, MLB at bat right now.
0: You think, you, just out of curiosity, do you think someone like him could touch 90 still?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you do. And JD, I'm not trying to jump the gun here, but like it just hit me in my mind. I would take Mariano now. (laughs) Don't say then, Chapman. Over Jonathan Holder.
0: Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I, I, oh. I hate Jonathan Holder.
2: I really do. And a lot of that is Boone because the guy sucks.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you could just be, like, usually when you have a job, like, his job is to be a baseball player, you do it because you're good at it. He's he's just so bad at his job, like, he sucks. He's so bad, it's, I, every time he comes in the game, I want to turn it off, because it just makes me sick. Because every single time, it's either, we're winning by seven runs, and somehow it's a, a, a two-run ball game by the end of the time he leaves. He walks the first batter, sometimes the first two, almost every time he's out there. And, you know, nothing against him. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I, I just I can't anymore. The fact that they sent down Nestor Cortez, he's back up because Cameron Mabin strained his calf, which just seems pretty bad because he said he heard a pop. But the fact they sent down Nestor Cortez Jr. and not Jonathan Holder, Nestor Cortez was doing unbelievable for the Yankees coming in for the opener after Chad Green. Jonathan Holder has been done nothing for the Yankees this season. He had that great stretch last year, and then during the second half, he did horrible again. This year, he's just doing twice as horrible. I, I, I don't want him. I want him gone. Send him to the moon. Send him to the sun. Send him to any other team anywhere else but the Yankees. He needs to go.
2: The funny thing about Holder is he's 5-2 and two this year. But let me tell you why. He's 5-2 and two with a 5-5-5 five, five, five ERA. Oh, so, there. that sounds about right. So, so what does this explain to me? He comes in with a save or a hold opportunity. He blows it, and then in the bottom half of the inning, the Yanks score six runs and bail him out. The guy sucks.
1: He's horrible.
2: Yeah, he's he's, he's garbage. In in 35 innings pitched, he's given up 22 earned runs. bro. Last, Last night, too. Did you see it last night? I did see it last night. He blew the game
0: last night, and then they covered for him.
2: Yeah, uh, of course. And, he, and did he get the win? Probably. Yes, he did. Oh, my.
0: <laughs> he blew the game. He came in, walked a guy right away, walked a guy right away. Next pitch, boom, over the short porch. Now they're up 4-3. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm well, sick of the analytical crap. By the way, preview, we might actually do an analytical podcast with Dean uh, yeah, next dude. podcast. If he's up for that. But anyway, I'm sick of the analytical crap with Boone saying, oh, well, Jonathan Holder may be good for this, uh, this situation. No, he sucks. Send him the AAA. I don't care if some other club claims him. They can have him because I know he's out of options.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, th- there was just there was no reason why you couldn't bring in Britain in that situation to face, um, to face a lefty, especially in Yankee Stadium. Like, there's just, there's no excuse for it. A lot of that shoulder's on Boone, and Boone's going to sit there and say, it was the better matchup, that's what we wanted, that's all well and good. But you know what, it was a better matchup for you to face White rather than Chiernos, and what happens, you know, White almost doubles down the right field line, you know. So, as much as the analytics people want to rely on, I can't even talk about it. I'm going to spend 40 minutes on it. I, I can't even talk about it. I'm getting pissed. Yeah, I
0: could go on and on about it too. You got anything to wrap it up, Austin?
1: No, not really. I mean, I completely agree. I don't think that was a good move by any means. Uh, but we've seen that by Boone all the time. Uh, he has one of the greatest teams, greatest bullpens uh, ever assembled. And he, like, like, under a different manager, they'd probably be a lot better. They'd have a much better record because he just doesn't play them in the right positions a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. And the Yankees are now five and a half up against the Rays. And now they're eight games ahead of the Red Sox and the AL East divisions and the uh, division standings. And they could go up six and a half, obviously, today with a win and the Rays losing. Um, Cameron Maben. Oh, actually, and two, did you guys see Stanton last night? He's, he came clutch last night. He gave, he gave the Yankees the lead twice.
2: I, I felt bad. Who was at third? Was Guriel at third?
0: Yeah. He I, hit I, it by him his glove twice to I give felt, the
2: Yankees the lead. I felt bad for him, man. Like <laughs> you're get you're getting top spin ground balls at hundred and six miles an hour. Like I, I felt really bad for him. You know, and, and the funny thing is, well, you know, let's throw down in the zone. Well, Stanton's bat path is down in the zone. Um, if you throw up, well, he might hit it seventy thousand feet. So it was, it was essentially a lose lose. And, and it's nice to see Stan Stan always plays hard. I think he led the MLB in infield singles last year. I would have to double check that stat, but that's the one thing that I, I will silence all Yankee fans on who, who critique John Carlos, Stan about not hitting home runs and this, he plays baseball the right way. And I would love to see him finish his contract in New York. Cause I think he's built for it.
0: Yeah. And Cameron Maben. uh, Goes on the I.L. with a left calf strain. He says he heard a pop, and that's why he got taken out. Uh, Aaron Boone said that it's going to be a while. I had in my notes, is Clint Frazier going to come back up? Please don't bring Talkman. But it's not. They made the move uh, last night. Uh, They actually played with the 24-man roster last night because Nestor Cortez stayed in AAA and helped them out. But Nestor Cortez is going to be called back up. Um, How bad do you want Max Scherzer in your life? Badly. Yeah, he, he can't stay on the Nationals. Even if he doesn't go to the Yankees, because obviously you guys know that me and Dean are uh, Yankee fans. Austin's the National. This probably breaks his heart. But he needs to go to the Brewers. But I don't think the Brewers have what they have the takes. Honestly, if, I th- if he's not going to go to the Yankees, I think he's either going to L.A. or he's going uh, to uh, the Astros. Or, which would suck, and I know it's a possibility, he's going to go to the Rays because they have a farm system to give.
1: Dude, I was out with my friends at a restaurant uh, the day that Max Scherzer was pitching against the Phillies. And I'm with a group of them.
0: With a broken
1: nose? Yeah, with a broken nose. I see the game on the TV. I'm like, I'll be back. I literally went over and sat at the bar and watched the game dead silent for the entirety of the game until he came out. Like, that was – I remember I texted JD. I'm like, that was the greatest thing ever. He's fun to watch. The but competitiveness seeing, that he shows on the mound—you can bear—he can barely see out of his eye. It's like swollen shut. It's completely like dark purple. You can see like it cannot be comfortable, and he is absolutely shoving. He has the highest fastball velocity that game since two thousand twelve. Like that was the. Like that is the greatest pitching performance I've seen him have all season. It was so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he's fun to watch the competitiveness he comes with every single night, if he does good or bad. He, he, if he's losing the game five-nothing, he's still fun to watch because he's coming at you yeah. 110%. Um yeah. like we were talking about last uh last podcast, uh the Braves, they're still winning. Now they're up five and a half, uh five and a half games up on the fills in the NL East uh, standings, but they did make a move. Mike Fultonevich has been optioned to triple-A. As for myself, I'm surprised, but not shocked at the same time. I mean, if you think about it, this was the guy that, that kind of led them to the playoffs last year. They won the division last year, and he was, I'm pretty sure he was their game-one starter right away. I mean, this was, this was their guy. This was their ace last year that they were like, hey, take us to the promised land. And this year he's just been absolutely horrible and has showed no signs of being what he was last year. This year so far, uh, he has a he's two and five with a six point three seven ERA and fifty nine point one innings pitched. Uh, granted that he did start uh, this year on the IL, but I mean I think this was a move, a move that was bound to happen. I am surprised it happened. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: I uh, just he hasn't performed nearly. Nearly where he was at. I think you option him to AAA. Give him, give him the time to work out whether it's mechanics or whatever it is. Let him get his confidence back and then bring him back. Um, but you, you know, you saw it with you saw it with Chad Green. You know, he went down and, and then you and I talked about this. Like, what does Larry Rothschild do? Send him to the sun too. Yeah, he doesn't I'm, do anything. I swear to God, he does not Fire him and bring up the AAA pitching coach because whatever that guy does. Is, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so it leads me to believe that, you know, it just gives him more one-on-one time, figure out these mechanics, no pressure. And I, I think he'll bounce back. But once again, you look at the age, start, stuff starts to, you know, the, the, the window starts to close a little bit. Um, so he needs to figure it out. He's given up like 45 runs in, in 50 innings or something like that. It was something stupid. Um, he's given up. He's given up 42 runs in 59 innings pitched. He's given up 16 bombs, uh, just not nearly as dominant as he was last year. And, you know, when we say dominant, he did only finish 13 and 10. However, he did have a 2.85 ERA. You know, he, he's, he's, he's tripled that this year. So it's time to go down and figure some stuff out. Yeah, anything on that, Austin?
1: No, uh, but while we're on the topic of like the Braves, uh, did you guys see Keikel start? Yeah, I didn't. I-, I think it was a little spoiled, wouldn't you say? Yeah.
0: Against That's the Nats, bad. yeah. Five innings, four runs, struck out three,
2: but I did see an 88.
0: I saw an 88. I don't know if that was his top, but I saw he did hit 88 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, $13 million for 88 miles an hour. Kill me. Hey,
0: if he was on the Yankees, would you be saying that?
2: With those numbers, absolutely. <laughs> half throws 90, and half's garbage.
0: Oh, well, hopefully he does he, Half's been showing good signs.
2: His last, his last three starts have been pretty good. Keep in mind, as a Yankee fan, nothing matters until you get to the postseason. True, very true.
0: Yeah, you know who I actually forget—that's on the Yankees sometimes. And I saw him in the dugout, and I'm like, "Oh crap, he's on the team." Luis Severino. Oh, love Seve. Yeah, not that like he's not like I just like I just forget because like he hasn't played this whole season. You hear like little comments like "oh setback, setback" or like "oh he's doing good," but you don't see any video of him throwing really. I've seen one once he's thrown in Yankee Stadium. I saw and it was like a month ago.
2: I don't think he pitches this year.
0: Oh, I, I, don't think it, I don't think it's July, like they're saying. I think it's going to be, like, more August.
2: I would be shocked if you pitched this year.
0: Yeah. Which is weird, too, because it's been more of, like, just, like, just discomfort, kind of, or just a strain. It hasn't been, like, a major surgery or anything, which is kind of weird.
2: That, that, and that's what, that's what worries me. He comes back and he tears something.
0: Yeah, that's probably why they're being cautious. Um, But the all-star voting has ended. Uh, The primaries are out uh, now. This is a new all-star voting system uh, that I actually wasn't really familiar with the last time we were talking about it. Uh, So basically the top three uh, go into another voting, uh, another ballot. uh, That's actually going on right now. You can vote right now. Um, And I think it ends at 4 o'clock. I'm not even sure. It might even be – is it it Tuesday or something like that at 4 o'clock it ends? I don't know. It ends soon. It's only like three or four days you can vote. But uh nothing really changed what we were talking about, so we're not gonna go over that. Um, from who was already in the top three at each position, nothing really changed. But yeah, go out and vote. You guys got anything to say about the All Stars?
2: Yeah, I'm twenty nine years old. I don't vote anymore. I don't vote for my favorite player. I think it's stupid.
1: All right. <laughs> I don't think I feel that about in the last two, three years, but I don't know. I I enjoy watching the All-Star game, though. I
0: like watching the Home Run Derby more than the All-Star game, honestly.
1: Same here. Yeah,
0: I think it's more entertaining. And plus, now there's actually something that's like worth winning. You win a million dollars. The All-Star game means nothing.
1: I, I'm a huge fan of the new Home Run Derby uh, setup. So it, it's very entertaining to watch.
0: I mean... Just looking back at it, who do you think is going to even be in the home run derby?
2: The entire Yankee roster.
1: There were rumors that Vlad Jr. was doing it.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't even have enough home runs. Exactly. I don't care.
1: Isn't it based on captains? Like, don't the two leaders in each league get to choose who they want?
0: See, I don't know if, like, because now it's like a million dollars. I don't know if they changed their rules. That was the old way. Because I know that one year Robinson Cano won it in uh, 2011, and then 2012 they had it at the Royals place, and he didn't pick Billy, uh, Billy Butler,
1: yeah, and, yeah. and the
0: Royals fans booed him. So I don't know if the captains still do it, and that's how it works or whatever. I, I, I really don't know. But one person that I do want to see in it is Luke Voigt if he's there. I do think Gary Sanchez is just automatically going to get in there because he already did it in, at the Miami Marlins place, and I think he'll do it again. But uh, I really want to see Luke Voigt. Over Gary Sanchez.
2: I want to see both.
0: Well, that'd be great, but I don't know if they'd put two Yankees in. They did. They put Gary and Judge, but and Judge and and
2: Gliver. I want to see them all. the entire roster. They just do the Yanks versus the NL.
0: Again, this is a non-biased po- uh, podcast.
2: <laughs> uh- uh,
1: I, it's not. It's an unbiased opinion, though, because the Yankees just like they've homered in twenty five straight games. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Going for
0: twenty six today against JV.
2: Yeah. Um, um, it it, uh, it it doesn't end today. I guarantee it doesn't end today.
0: <laughs> you say I, that it, now. Can't. And that I'll text you later.
2: Like seven straight or something like that. Text what? me in the fourth inning. I'll tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's well, actually, it's two o'clock.
0: I'm actually about to go to watch it. Yeah, it, it was, 2:00. By the way,
2: the Yankees had no business winning that game last night. No business. Oh, yeah. But once again, Geo forever. Urshela is really good. It, it's about time you start looking at what you can get for duhar. Oh, yeah. But
0: the only thing that worries me, like someone, I, I loved Cameron Maben. It sucked that he went on the IL, but I just have a feeling that he'll never be the same when he gets back. It'll be it'll be back to that two forty hitter, which sucks because well, he was never he was the just, same
1: before this season. Like,
0: <laughs> what he he's batting over three hundred. He he homered in like four games in a row or something. Yeah. He with has never a played whole this. bunch of doubles with a whole bunch of doubles, and he's just like a speed demon. He's one of the faster guys on the Yankees roster. I was saying keep him the whole. I was saying gonna keep him and don't trade him at all to use him in the playoffs for a pinch runner or something like that. No, don't even play him.
1: I have no idea what happened to him, but he has never played this good.
0: Yeah, like I, I it sucks. I don't because I, I don't think he'll ever be the same.
1: But yeah, and it kind of makes you think: Is he using something? Stop oh. with not using something.
0: Just a thought. You want to know who's using something? You could say Albert Pujols, who just out had his... By the way, is that shocking? Albert Pujols went back to St. Louis for the first time this week.
2: Yeah, it's been like what?
0: Hasn't it been like 10 years?
2: It's been 10 or 12 years.
0: Yeah. I, how did the Angels not play them? I thought you play everybody every two years. Um...
1: Uh...
0: That's, a, that's, more, that's what I was shocked by. I was like, he hasn't even been there in 10 years? How, how have they not played the Cardinals in 10 years?
2: Yeah, I got to look into that. That's, that's crazy to think about. But,
0: but then again, if I think about it, when was the last time the Yankees played the Cardinals?
2: When was the last time the Yankees played the Marlins other than this year? Or they last- play
0: the Marlins every two years. I know that because they, they, they won't come down this year. They'll come down next year. It's every even year.
2: For some reason,
0: it's always been like that it's every two years.
2: Maybe it's a regional thing.
0: Yeah. Like, are the Yankees playing the Cubs? I haven't seen that.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, it, it might be a regional thing.
0: So they the did Yan-
2: play the Cubs last year, though. I remember that. The Yanks do play the Mets, Phillies. Maybe, maybe it's just the NL East teams they play.
0: Yeah, they already played the Nats. They played the Padres this year. I don't think they played the Giants, or they might have.
2: I don't know. Yeah, well, w- wouldn't that be cool if it was like, if like the Yanks played the Padres somewhere in the middle, like a neutral site?
0: <laughs> oh no, they did play the Giants because I remember uh, Michael K was saying that it's called Oracle Park now, and it's not called uh, AT and T Park.
2: Yeah, but I mean, imagine like Yanks Giants in Wrigley. <laughs> you know, even out the travel for both teams. That'd be cool. It
0: would. I'm excited for London. That's going to be really cool, Yanks and Red Sox in London. I'm going. Shut up. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, Oh, how did you not bring this up, this whole podcast?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going to London.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Uh, You guys got anything?
2: Closing remarks? Yeah, here's my final thought the Montreal Bay Rays uh, World Series champs in 2025. I was going to say 31, but okay. Okay, I was going to say never. I was just going like, to give like, – it was just like a motivational boost. I, I, don't think, I don't think the Rays ever win a championship ever in my lifetime. my <laughs> final thought.
1: You got any final thoughts, Austin? Uh, not really. Everyone, uh, follow us on uh, SoundCloud. U- subscribe on YouTube. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, yeah, these are just going to keep getting better.
0: Yep, just like you said, like and subscribe. Uh, look for the social media down in the comments. Uh, yep, see you next time. Thanks for watching.
1: See you guys. Adios. in the jungle